Act Four of Bajazet by Jean Racine, translated by Robert Bruce Boswell. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Four, Scene One: Atalide, Sarah. Ah, know you my alarm? How in this palace fierce Orkin's odious features I have seen! I fear his presence at this fatal moment. But tell me, have you seen Prince Bajazet? What said he? Will he hear the voice of reason, and going to Roxana calm suspicion? He may not go again without permission. Such are her orders. She will have him wait. No doubt she would not wish that slave to see him. On finding him, I feigned I had not sought him, gave him your letter, and received his answer here madam read what tidings it conveys Atalide reads why should thy love bid me accustomed grown to labyrinths of deceit still wander there yet shall my life be cherished with due care since thou hast sworn thereon depends thine own yes i will see roxana and will say words to appease her anger if i may swearing how grateful i will ever be exact no more for neither death nor thou false promises of love shall make me vow when in my heart i cherish only thee what need of protestations does he think i know not how devotedly he loves me is this the way in which he meets my wishes roxana and not i must be persuaded how am i filled with anxious fears again why did i heed distrustful jealousy reproaching me with blindness why give voice to doubts that all his tales were tinged with falsehood did not my happiness pass expectation i was beloved roxana well contented return and if you can see bajazet once more his frigid words will never appease her let eyes and lips alike swear that he loves her and force her to believe him oh that i might quicken his indifference with my tears and with the love i feel inspire his tongue but to new perils i should thus expose him see the sultana comes ah hide that letter scene two roxana atalid fatima sarah roxana to fatima this order has been sent me i must use it to fright her Atalid to Sarah. Run, try all means to persuade him. Scene three. Roxana, Atalid, Fatima. I have received a message from the army. Madam, have you been told what there has happened? I heard a slave came hither from the camp, but not I know of anything besides. A change of fortune has to Amarath brought victory, and Babylon has fallen what madam osman then was ill-informed since his departure was the slave dispatched the war is over fatal news and now to crown disgrace the sultan follows close after his messenger the persian hosts bar not his progress no he marches hither with rapid strides i pity your alarm what you would do must now be quickly finished 
Too late the tide of conquest to oppose. Ah! Time abates not his severity. See, in my hand I hold his last commands. And what are they? Look, read them for yourself. Madam, you know the writing and the seal. I recognize the cruel sultan's hand. She reads. While Babylon still scorned to own my sway, to you express commandment did I send, which doubtless you were careful to obey, and Bajazet ere this has met his end. Now, when proud Babylon my yoke must bear, that order I confirm, if need there be. Hold you your own life precious? Take good care that when I come his severed head I see. Well, madam? Atalid aside. Hide your tears, poor Atalid. What think you? Still he seeks his brother's life, but he believes him helpless and alone. He knows not of your love that shelters him, that you and Bajazet are one in soul, that you would rather die. For my part, madam, I fain would save the prince. I cannot hate him, but... What have you decided? To obey. Obey? What choice is left at such a crisis? I must. And will you then cut short that life, which with fond vows to you the prince devoted? I must. My order is already given. Oh, I am dying. She falls and seems lifeless. Go, take her to the nearest chamber. Watch every look and listen to each word, all that may prove a fault of perfidy. Scene four, Roxana. My rival has at last declared herself. On what a broken reed have I relied. Six months have I been thinking all her care devoted day and night to aid my love, while all that time it seems mine eyes have watched with zealous service to promote her own, devising means whereby she might obtain many a sweet and secret interview and, e'en anticipating her desire, oft have I hastened those delightful moments. This is not all. Now must I get to know how far her perfidy has been successful, and must... But what more is there left to learn? Is not my woe writ on her countenance? Cannot I read beneath this wild distress assurance that her lover's heart is hers? free from suspicious doubts that harass me the fear she feels is only for his life no matter i will learn the truth she may be trusting like myself false promises i'll lay a trap to catch him unawares but is not this a task vain and unworthy devising means but to torment myself why should i rend the veil that hides his scorn and, after all, his caution may outwit my utmost skill. Besides, time presses closely. I must take action, and without delay. T'were better if I shut mine eyes to all that I have seen, nor probe the galling wound. I'll try how far he'll go, and dare the worst. See whether, when I've set him on the throne, he will betray the love that saved his life, and with a dastard's liberality share with my rival all he owes to me. Shall I not always have it in my power to punish both at need? Yes, I will watch the traitor, till my righteous fury finds fit season to surprise the amorous pair. 
then the same dagger shall in death unite them. Both will I stab, and after them myself. This is the proper part for me to play. I will seem blind to all. Scene 5. Roxana, Fatima. What have you learned? Is Bajazet indeed in love with her? And do her words reveal their mutual flame? She has not spoken, for her swoon continues, and only long-drawn sighs and feeble moans betoken that she lives, while every moment her breath seems ready to depart forever. Your ladies, emulous to give relief, removed the kerchief from her panting bosom. In mine own eagerness to aid their efforts, I found this letter in its folds concealed, whereon I recognized your lover's writing, and thought it best to bring it straight to you. Give it. Why throbs my heart? What sudden shock freezes my sense, arrests my trembling hand? He may have written nothing to offend my jealousy. He may... See, let me read it. Neither death nor thou false promises of love shall make me vow when in my heart I cherish only thee. Ha! Have I then found the base treason out? I see the bait with which they thought to catch me. This, then, is his return for all my love, mean wretch, unworthy of the life I left him. Now I can breathe once more. What joy to know the traitor has for once betrayed himself. Free from the pressure of tormenting fears, my rage can calmly study its revenge. Ay, let the monster die. Let him be seized. Go! Bid my mutes prepare his punishment, and to his neck apply the fatal bowstring that ends the heinous guilt of such as he. Run, Fatima! Be prompt to serve my wrath. Ah, madam! Well, what is it? May I venture, without displeasing you, so justly wroth, to ask indulgence for a timid voice? Tis true that Bajazette, of life unworthy, deserves to suffer at their cruel hands. But, ingrate as he is, tis amoreth rather than he that should engage your fears to-day. Who knows but that some faithless tongue already may have warned him of your plot, and hearts like his, as you must know full well, when once offended, know not how to pardon. At such a moment the swift stroke of death becomes the dearest token of their love. Ah, oh, with what cruelty and insolence they both made sport of my credulity! How readily, how gladly did I trust them! Was no great victory the traitor gained when he deceived a heart prepared to love him, which feared the thought so much it would not dream of falsehood? From my proud estate I stooped and sought you first when in the lowest depths of misery to change a life disturbed by constant dangers into one of peace and power. But after all my care and kindness you vow that you can never say you love me. But why with vanished dreams let memory stray? You weep, poor fool! Those tears now shed too late were needed rather when a vain desire bred the first fatal thought of seeing him. You weep, and he still bent on treachery thinks how he may ensnare you with his words and keep his life unharmed to please your rival. The wretch shall die. What? Fatima still here? Be gone. 
But I myself must hasten hence. Like an avenging spirit let him see me, Showing at once his brother's fatal sentence And this indisputable proof of treason. You, Fatima, must keep my rival here, And in his dying ear her cries shall sound a last farewell. Let her be well attended, my hatred needs her life, guarded with care. If apprehension of her lover's death so touched her heart that almost she expired, what surfeit of revenge, what strange delight to show him soon a pallid corpse before her! Then will her eyes, while on that sight they gaze, repay me for the pleasures I have lent them. Go, guard her safely, above all keep silence. I... But who comes to make my vengeance linger? Scene 6. Roxana Ahmed Osman What mean you, madam, by this long delay, wasting these precious moments? It has been my care to gather all Stamboul together, whose leaders are assailed by anxious questions. They all, with my adherents, wait the signal you promised me, this movement to explain. How comes it that, neglecting their impatience, the palace keeps meanwhile a gloomy silence? Madam, declare yourself. Postpone no longer. You shall be satisfied. It shall be done. There's something in your look and voice severe that seems to contradict such an assurance. Does then your love, all obstacles o'ercome? The traitor Bajazet has lived too long. He? Traitor? I, alike to me and you, we were his dupes. How so? That Atalide, whose hand was a reward of little worth for all that you have dared on his behalf. Well? Read, and, after such an insult, judge, if we should yet defend so foul a traitor. T'were better far to face the just resentment of Amarath, who comes with laurels crowned, leaving a base accomplice to his fate, and soothe the sultan by a prompt submission. Achmet giving her back the letter. Yes, since the wretch dares to insult me thus, I will myself most willingly avenge you. Leave it to me, from both of us, to clear the stain with which his life has covered ours. Show me the road, and I will run. Nay, Achmet, be mine the pleasure of confounding him, to see his terror and enjoy his shame. Revenge would lose its sweetness if too swift. I go to make all ready. You, meanwhile, disperse at once the crowds that have assembled. Scene 7. Ahmed Osman. Stay. Tis not time to go away just yet. What? Has your love bereft you of your judgment? Desire for vengeance carries you too far. Will you be witness of the prince's death? What mean you? Are you then so credulous as to suspect me of such foolish anger? You think me jealous? Would to heaven that he had, by his falsehood, injured only me. Why, then, instead of pleading for the prince? Is the sultana in a state to hear me? Do you not see, when I proposed to find him, I meant to share with him success or ruin? Unlucky issue of this tangled plot! Infatuated prince, or rather I, 
loaded with years and honors, to have placed the labyrinthian clue in hands so young, and left my own frail and uncertain fortune to follow where these thoughtless lovers led. Leave her to wreck her wrath on Bajazette. If he will perish, think of your own safety. Who can reveal your secret schemes, my lord, but friends who may be trusted to keep silence? The prince's death will pacify the sultan? So in her madness may Roxana fancy. But I have keener eyes. Experience of many years has taught me how a monarch both thinks and acts. Three sultans have I served, and seen my fellows drop like falling leaves. Boldness is better than servility, to win and keep the favor of the great, as I have proved full oft. The cringing slave must die when he incurs his master's wrath. Fly, then! Just now that seemed the safest course, but then my plot had not advanced so far. Retreat is harder now than to press on. The lightning's brilliant flash must mark my fall, leaving behind me wreck and desolation which may retard my enemy's pursuit. Why be dumbfounded? Bajazet still lives. Have I not brought him out of sorer straits? Come, let us save him in his own despite, for us, our friends, I, even for Roxana. Did you not see how, eager to protect him, she stayed my arm too ready to avenge her? Little know I of love, but I am sure his shame is what she longs for, not his life. We still have time. Roxana, though despairing, still loves him, Osman, and is gone to see him. What has inspired you to such dauntless daring? We tarry here but at Roxana's pleasure. Is not this palace full of abject slaves, untrained to arms, sheltered within these walls from birth? But you whose valor Amoreth forgets to honor, linked by common grievance, will you support me to the bitter end? To doubt it is to wrong me. If you die, I will die too. A bold and well-armed troop of friends await us at the palace gates. Roxana thinks the words I spoke sincere. Brought up within the palace, well I know its windings, and where Bajazet is lodged. Let us proceed. And if I needs must die, then let us perish, Osman, as becomes a vizier such as I am, and his friend. End of Act Four.